Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. In whatever we do, we must save the family. The rate at which I'm seeing people throw their families away is something you and I must address. We cannot let this thing continue. People are throwing their families away. They are, they are throwing their lives away. And it's amazing. Some of them are doing it in the name of the ministry, in the name of Christianity. You see a pastor and his whole life, his whole family is breaking apart. And when you ask him, he tells you, well, he has a wife and um, the woman is not allowing him to do the work of the ministry. And the woman is a problem. Sometimes they will tell you the woman is a witch. Sometimes will tell you the woman... The man is a wizard and they can't live with them. Some will say the woman is a nagging woman. I can't keep her. The man is a difficult man. I can't keep. And in the name of the ministry and in the name of family. Sorry, in the name of the ministry and in the name of business and career. We are busy throwing away our marriages. And families for that matter. But I believe that ladies and gentlemen, the most important thing about a man is your family. I read the Bible and it said, when a man wants to be a bishop, let him be the husband of one wife. And he said, let him have his children under subjection. And he said, if a man does not know how to rule over his house, how can he rule over God's people? If you can't take care of your house, how do you take care of God's house? Mommy just came in. She's my first church. That is my first church. Before I come here and pretend that I'm pastoring you. If I cannot pastor this woman, I cannot pastor you. You know what? If you give me a pastor, you give me a man of God, you give me a woman of God, you give me a manager, you give me an engineer, you give me a man from any field of life, politics, education, entertainment, sports, before I do anything with that man, I want to talk to his wife. I want to talk to her husband. A woman stood with Jesus Christ, giving him all kinds of religious things. Our father said we should worship in Samaria, in the mountains. You guys say we should worship in Jerusalem. Where should we really worship? Where, where was the Messiah say we should worship? After all the long discussion, they that worship the father must worship him in spirit and in truth and everything. The woman now said, I really know that you are Messiah. And then blah, blah, blah. And Jesus said, woman, go and call your husband. She said, I have no husband. He said, what you are saying is true. You have had five. And the number six is not even your husband. People. So the first thing God will be asking you, where is your husband? Where is your wife? Where is your husband? Where is your wife? Where is your husband? Where is your wife? One day I was sitting with mommy in the office and um, I had to go home because I was very tired and mommy was doing something in the office. Her car had gone to a car for servicing. So I came to sit in this big car and go. And there was a, the smaller car, the white one, um, Debbie and her sister's car. And um, mommy was willing to take the small car and come home. I came home, I looked at the big car I was going to sit in the Lord said, go back. 
I, I went back. I said, Madam, I'm waiting for you. When we finish, then I drive you and we go home. But I went and I told the ladies, release my wife to me. I'm taking her home. Go and find your own. I'm gone. I'm taking my wife away. Anything you want to do with her, follow her home and do. Because you see, the Lord was just telling me, you can't sit in the big car and go and leave her for a debtor to bring her in a smaller car. You are in a journey you cannot travel without your wife, without your husband. No matter the argument, stop it and carry them along. Your greatest dignity lies in your marriage. Your biggest respect lies in your marriage. That is why at your funeral, it is family that reads tribute. Not Robin Hoods. How many times do you go to a funeral and they say, let's invite his friends to come and read tribute? And they are bringing your friends from the time you used to play football and the time you used to run around, or maybe the pastor's association. Most of the time, it is your family. And then a poor widow who you never respected all your life. A poor widow who you never treated fairly. A poor widow who you never shared your life with. Your whole family will now put the wahala on her. And sometimes, they will even accuse her of killing you. Gentlemen that are under the sound of my voice, can you stop and give a little respect to a woman? Just treat her like a queen. Treat her like a princess. It will not kill you. It won't kill you. Treat, treat a woman with dignity. And she did this and did that and did that. Your case is still better than Joseph, who finds his, his fiancée or his betrothed is pregnant. And she says it's the Holy Ghost. Mere to Amire, speak the truth. Where from this pregnancy? Holy Ghost. Mary, are you sure? Yes. An angel appeared and said the power of the, of the Holy Ghost will overshadow me. And by the time I realized Larbaco was growing in my stomach. Amire, Mary, talk the truth. Mary said it's true. And the Bible said Joseph determined to put her away privately without disgracing her. And God himself appeared to Joseph and ministered to him. Your greatest achievement in life will be to treat a woman with respect, dignity, and honor. Treat her well and God will treat you well. We all talk about Abraham, the father of faith. And we are talking about Abraham and how he went to a land and he didn't know where the land was and he continued going and Abraham staggered not at the promise of God but he was strong in faith and giving glory unto God and we are talking about Abraham and Abraham but watch this I know there was a miracle where God shut up the womb of the women the wombs of the women in Abimelech's palace and Abraham prayed and God opened their wombs and they got children but Abraham was not a healing evangelist. He was not also a very powerful preacher. Abraham was just a simple man. And when God came to talk about Abraham, but the Bible said concerning this man Abraham, Genesis chapter 18. The Bible said concerning Abraham, Genesis 18, 17. 
And the Lord said, Shall I hide anything from Abraham? Shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? I know my, my son was preaching and he said, He knows that one of the things that God blesses me is my giving. It's my giving. But you know what? There is a part of the giving people don't know. There's a part of the giving people don't know. Apart from giving to God and apart from giving in secret, I give to my wife. Yesterday, my wife was wearing a dress. I said, the dress is nice. This morning, I gave her 3,000 Ghana CDs. And I said, I'm paying for that dress. 3,000. <laughs> Mommy and I built a property and I will not show you where it is. When we finished building it, I went to Director General. I removed my name from the registration and I gave the whole thing to her. I said, take it. I said, Pearl, take it. You deserve it. I said, me, I'm a bushman from the village. My only property in this world, the whole world, my only property is my father's room he was staying in when he died. I've told her, any other thing, Pearl, is yours. Keep it. And I told her, even me, I belong to you. Add me to your inheritance. If only you can carry this height. So you see, I'm saying this because there is a part of the giving people will not see. Unless I see it. And that is why when I was a senior pastor of this church, I talked to the church board and I said, bring her on and let us be the senior pastorate instead of the senior pastor. Because even the position senior pastor, I want to share it with her. And that is why you see me love revolution and I'm preaching. Speakers, Dr. Menzo Tabor, Bishop James Sa, Reverend Mrs. Rosemont Anaba, and then Isur Anaba. I carry her into everything. Because you know, man of God, I have believed that the way I treat this woman of God is the way God will treat me. I have believed it all my life. Many people don't know. But sometimes mommy will be praying. She's preparing a message. She's been working three days, four days. I watch her and the woman is praying. Then the Lord said, go and pick up a computer and do some of the research and some of the work for her. And I'll go and pick a computer. And I'll be doing the work, doing the work, doing the work. Mommy is still praying. I go to her in the dark and say, Madam, your prayers are answered. Your prayers are answered. Here is your computer. I've done your work. I've done the job. Because you see, you see, I cannot help her with diapers. When she was changing Angus and Archie's diapers, I'm not good at that, so I didn't help her. The kitchen too, if I enter, they will run for three weeks. I'm not talking about real running by sprinting, but you know the kind of running. I didn't want to touch the real place. So I don't help in the kitchen. I don't do many things men will do. But the thing that has to do with thinking, praying, spiritual. Huh? And another thing I do for her when she's sleeping, and I just look at her and just smile, and I put my hand on her head. And that is it. But you know what, people? Shall I hide anything from Abraham? 
And we are now looking at this Abraham and seeing why did God treat Abraham like that? And many of us are talking about faith. Some are talking about this. And they call him the father of faith. Listen to me. One of the things you need faith to handle is marriage. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Look at the feet. When she married me, I wasn't like this. I didn't have this unwanted commodity. Pot belly. My face was smooth like a baby. I'm now grown. By faith, she must love me the way she loved me when I was very young. That is faith. That means you are looking at a man, he's changing, but your feelings are not supposed to change. Your sexual desire is supposed to be the same. Your affection for the man is supposed to be the same. You are supposed to love him the same. The attraction is supposed to be the same. That is faith. And the man too, you are looking at the woman and her body is changing. She's not the same person. When you married her, maybe she was slim like a pencil. She's now beginning to gather some visceral fat. She's beginning to gather some other things. And then sometimes pimples are, are mushrooming on her face. And you too, by faith, you don't look at the things that are seen, but you are looking at the things that are eternal because the things that are seen are temporal but the things that are not seen those are the eternal things I pray in Jesus name may God give you faith for your marriage to remain brand new and remain the same way it was when you married that is faith that is faith shall I hide anything from Abraham the thing which I do. Why is God sharing all his secrets with Abraham? Why is Abraham a Belteshazzar? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become great and a mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. I prophesy on a certain man today. That the reason why you must live your life well. Is because you are going to become a mighty nation. And all nations are going to be blessing you. Oh boy. When you married your wife. You didn't even know you will be here. You didn't know you will be big like this. You didn't know you will be great like this. You didn't know you will be mighty like this. Ladies and gentlemen. Especially for those of you who have just married. You don't know your future. That is why your marriage must work. One day, you will become an MP. One day, you will become a presidential candidate. One day, you will become a flag bearer. One day, you will become a, a, a running mate of, of, a, of a presidential candidate. One day, you will become an MP. One day, you will become a senior pastor. One day, you will become the founder of a company, the CEO of a company. And if you are not careful, the way you handle your marriage will come back to hurt you. It will come back to haunt you. Listen to me. What you are doing with your marriage today will return. It will come back. And it will come back either for your praise or for your rebuke. God just told me, my son, give attention to the family. And I said, but Lord, I'm not a counselor. He said, you are not a counselor, but you are prophetic. You, you understand prophetic agenda. 
you know when we must think uh, you know when heaven is thinking about something he said i made you a reader of the timetable of god almighty and at any time something is turning and something is becoming crucial i'll open your eyes and you see it and he said my son i want you to give attention to the family attention seeing that abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessing him let's look at me you carry the blessing of all the nations of the earth look at the next verse for i know him i know him what does god know about you your faith your wisdom your understanding your bravery iskus kratos what is that gratos what is the other one dunamis huh? what, what, what? listen without the iskus and all those things you can't even marry when your wife provokes you we will see whether you have gratos and iskus or not <laughs> but listen to me anything you are you can teach you don't only teach what you know you teach what you are so even if you don't know but you are you can teach listen i can't teach you on marriage without opening a textbook because by the grace of god my wife is a textbook i read this marriage textbook every day and i can talk to every woman how to marry maybe you could shoot who can look at me and tell how men should marry and i hope it won't be the wrong sermon <laughs> as for her i know it to be a correct sermon when i'm talking about her for i know him and what does god know about abraham that he will command his children and his household after him that he will command his children and household after him now in other words wherever abraham is going his children will go there i will come to that i will come to that he will command his household after him and they shall keep the way of the lord to do justice and judgment that the lord may bring upon abraham all that which he has spoken of him god says you'll be great god says you'll be big but it all depends on your family life the reason i'm standing here is ladies and gentlemen i saw a revelation and in the revelation i saw hammer chisel trowel pickaxe saw carpentry materials and masonry materials engineering materials and equipment and the lord told me he said son get up and take up these tools and i said lord what is your use he said to build to repair to fix marriages and families and make them active again so that they will possess the gates of the enemy i pray when the bible said and abraham shall possess the gates of his enemy is because of the way he handled his family one day when the enemy came and attacked abraham's family he took 328 soldiers whom he trained in his own house and he beat down the enemy and rescued lot and his family from the hand of the enemy i declare upon somebody's life in the name of jesus watch this number one god will not hide anything from you number two in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed 
and you will be a blessing to nations why because you will command your children and your household after you now can we play with a certain word that word is called command everybody say command come on say it command what does it mean to command just three things so that you don't get confused that word to command means to give orders he will give orders and i said lord what does it mean to give orders he said those who give orders they exercise authority everybody say exercising authority come on say authority a man if you must command your house after you you must exercise authority ah, to give orders command means you give orders you exercise authority and watch this the authority is not shouting authority is not shouting screaming giving instructions hey go here go there sit there stand here hey don't talk to me like that that is not the giving of orders to give orders or to exercise authority you must understand what authority is and there are three authorities you must exercise number one moral authority the best authority to exert in your house is moral authority huh? there is a kind of life you live your sons or your daughters cannot fornicate they cannot commit adultery because they look at daddy and mommy and where you are standing your sons will not dare it it's not a matter of shouting whipping them don't commit adultery don't commit fornication no they will look at daddy and say this is moral authority standing here this is a textbook we cannot miss we cannot misbehave because the law is written in this house i remember years ago i was talking to our pastors in this church i said no pastor of fountain gate chapel can fornicate because I'm not a fornicator, I'm not an adulterer. Chairman Clement is not a fornicator, he's not an adulterer. I said, if you are a pastor in this church, you commit adultery, I will circumcise you. And that circumcision is not the real one. Who I will amputate the thing. I will take you to the surgical wall and tell you, tell by young mamu baha, young magum zunzuraba, ko awaho, waho ko zunzurbangaba. What does that mean? I won't interpret. What your father does not do, you cannot do. What your mother does not do, you cannot do. Your father is not an adulterer, you cannot be one. Your mother is not an adulterer, you cannot be one. They call it moral authority. And I pray that you men, you will set an example for your children. That your mother will look at, your son will look at you, your daughter will look at you. And the daughter will say, my mother is not an adulterer, I cannot be one. My father is not an adulterer, I cannot be one. I pray in the name of Jesus. You are straight. You are straight. What I pray for every man, and every man under the sound of the voice, look at me. What I pray for you is that for 50 years, 60 years, if you are married to a woman, you will never apologize to her for adultery. Oh, 
all your life even if you are married for 50 years you can look at your wife on the day you are dying and say baby i married you for 50 years i never cheated on you once it's a record you must keep as a man keep, listen that is your authority as a man when your zip breaks you are finished when your zip breaks you have created a floodgate for your children to misbehave your sons to misbehave your daughters to misbehave they call it moral authority instead of matter of beating up your sons and your daughters and locking them up in rooms stop following boys no show them how not to follow boys show them how not to follow after girls you can clap your hands so moral authority so commanding has to do with giving orders and the orders are moral authority number two is what i call word authority i like it whenever i'm speaking to mommy and co and i'm talking and talking and talking and talking and the word is rolling out of me and immediately mommy will put her phone archie will pick his phone and they'll put it on record record and they are recording what daddy is saying because they know that this time he's entered the spirit and the word of God, his belly is full of matter and the word is coming and they are putting it down. Listen, I'm praying, gentlemen, you must be full of the word. You must command your house after you and you yourself must be walking in the word. The word must be a lamp unto your path, a light unto your path and a lamp unto your feet. You must walk in so much word and when your children follow you, they are following you because daddy is following the word. And when daddy is following the word, the whole family follows the word. So moral authority, word authority and then faith authority. The family will be following daddy and they are looking at your faith. That daddy has faith. Daddy is like Job. Affliction hits daddy. Daddy is standing. They look at dad and you are on your feet. They look at daddy and he's not lying down crying. They look at daddy and they've sacked daddy from a certain job he's doing. And daddy has found another thing to do. They look at daddy and he's creative. They look at daddy and no matter the circumstances, daddy is believing God. That is faith authority. May God give you faith authority in the name of Jesus. He will command this house after him. And that word command means to give orders. Number two, it means to ordain to ordain to ordain here doesn't require authority it requires exhibiting wisdom ordain that means to put people in their respective positions now so if you are growing up as a as a dad to com- command your house you and i know that a, an army commander he has to arrange people some of them are lieutenants some of them are, are captains some of them are majors some of them are lieutenant generals some of them are this and some of them are that now you as a soldier 
as a commander of your house you must be able to put people in their place so this is mommy's position this is this son's position this is this daughter's position you arrange everybody according to their positions you are ordering them you are you are giving them the various places that they must occupy can you imagine if abraham did not know how to handle isaac and handle ishmael there'll be a lot of confusion so we are saying command meaning to command that means to give orders and number two to ordain and number three to give charge unto and over there it has to do with faithfulness when you are commanding you give people charge over things so you tell the keep this store keep this farm keep that that means you the dad yourself must be a faithful man the good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children I pray for every man over here. May you not leave your children empty-handed. May you not leave them with uncompleted buildings by the time you are dying. And watch this one. May you not leave your children with a loan to pay. By the time you are dying, don't owe anything. Don't let your wife start selling your properties to pay your debt. I declare you debt free. Within the next few months, within the next few weeks, in the name of Jesus. Leave inheritance for your children. Every dad start building a house. It will cost you something. You need to do a lot of sacrifice but build something. Build a house. Build houses. Leave inheritance for your children. Leave them businesses. You need faithfulness. Selflessness. You are selfless. You are not seeking after your own interest. You are looking at the interest of the children. You are thinking, when they grow up, I want to make things easier for them. I want life to be easier for them. I don't want my children to suffer the way I suffered in life. Your beautiful children will not have to go through what you went through in Amsterdam. And by the grace of God, I see you are leading them well. May the Lord grant unto you. Listen, any trouble you've been through in life, may your children not go through it. May God give you the capacity to save your children from the pain you went through in life, from the vexation you went through in life, from the harassment you went through in life. And watch this. If you have ever suffered a divorce, or your father or mother were ever divorced, don't take your children through that thing. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.